Hey, welcome everyone. This is Unfiltered. My name is Lee Stevenson. I get to serve Converge, overseeing church planting, and um, we're also in the trenches of church planting ourselves. My name is Danny Parmalee, and I oversee church planting in Converge Mid-America. And uh, we're excited to have just real raw conversations about church planting today. On our episode, we're going to take some time to just talk about time management. Um, I think is a critical conversation for any church planter as they're in the pre-launch phase to even that first two years of planning a church because you, you do feel like you're being pulled from every single direction. And there's always more work that needs to be done than yes. what we have time in the day to actually accomplish. And so um, what are what are some tips, um, what are some things that you've learned, even the hard way, Danny, over your years of ministry and, and church planning? Um, well, one of them you already said, and that is just the realization, you will never get it all done. And I think that there were times where I'm like, well, if I just work a little bit harder today or a little bit harder this week, the list will get done. And then I'm going to enter into the season of rest and stability. And it it doesn't. As soon as you accomplish something, the more you accomplish, the bigger your plate is is going to get. So just kind of coming with that realization uh, that it's going to be okay uh, to set some boundaries and uh, to be able to say, um, stop, enough is enough mm. uh, type of thing. So uh, one of the things that I'll, I'll say is um, probably church planning specific is the choice in the beginning, uh, whether to office out of your home or to uh, rent space. Um, I uh, ended up officing out of home. And again, partly that was just financially, we didn't it have money. What, yeah, to, um, but it does create a um, kind of crazy dynamic because there's not a clear stop and start. And so it's easier well to continue yeah. to just keep on working and your office is there, your laptop is open, you know, wife, or if you have kids during that time, everything's just kind of blurred together and you think it makes an integrated life, but it actually doesn't. It just is crazy. Just, yeah, it makes it more complex, honestly. No, I think that's a great tip. Um, if you can try to office as best you possibly can out of the house, it does help differentiate a level of what's work, what's family, and, and able to separate those two. Um, we actually rented a two-bedroom apartment um, You know, before we launched the church where it just gave me the ability to go and and have a place where I went and worked and, and was able to leave work at work. Now there's an element where you can't fully do that. But my, my, one of my suggestions I want to tell people is until you figure this out, you'll never actually be able to grow a staff team in your leadership of the church. Um, because working harder becomes your capstone that, that becomes your, your growth lid as a leader. And, and the reality is you can you can never work hard enough to accomplish all the tasks that need to be accomplished. And so you've got to learn how to work smarter. Um, and the quicker and the faster that you learn how to do that. And what I mean by work smarter is sometimes you, you realize 80% of the way that I would do it is good enough. Um, and so how can I get people or others engaged along this pathway and get them to do 80% of maybe the way I would do it? Um, is very helpful. And you've got to focus your time and your energy about maybe the the 20% um, that only you can do. And uh, I, I try to, you know, one of the lists that I do, I even visit now probably twice a year is I kind of just go through my life and I go, what right now do I need to just dump? Like, what do I need to get off my plate? Because it is just... Mm -hmm. It's bogging me down and it's not helping anybody out. It's not helping our ministry. It's not helping my family. It's not helping me. So what are the things I need to dump? Number two is I ask the question, what do I need to defer? 
Um, what are the things that, you know, if I put this off for three months, it's not going to hurt us um, or six months and, and not it doesn't need to be accomplished today. Um, and so I make a list of the different things I need to defer. Um, number three is what are the things I need to delegate? Um, it, you know, there's always things that you're doing that probably somebody else is more than capable of doing. And honestly, they can probably actually do it better than the way that you currently do it. Um, and so think through that, make a list. Who can I delegate this to? Um, I, I can even remember there were seasons, even with my staff team, I had to come to them and show them, hey, this is what I'm doing. Boom, 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 boom. Um, I don't want to do these three anymore. So you've now got to figure out how to accomplish these three things because I'm done doing it. And, and many people, they, they actually want to. So it's not even just that you're delegating some bad task that other people are empowered and it actually brings them life and brings you life. Exactly. So. Exactly. And then the, the fourth question I ask myself is what are the things that only I can do um, in our organization? And I try to make that list. And then lastly is I ask myself if, if I were able to give myself double effort in these specific areas, we would see double the results. Um, and those, those five questions really help clarify for me, how am I, how are my rhythms How's my time management? Are there things that I'm doing I shouldn't be doing? Yeah, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Um, I'm uh, right now. I'm actually uh, just getting done reading a book called Peak Performance, and it's total, you know, secular book. But um, in there, that's allowed. Yes, it is allowed. <laughs> um, learn a lot of stuff there, and it, it is interesting because uh, their whole premise is really a biblical principle, which is um, rhythms of stress and rest. Uh, and that that is really what uh, brings people to their uh, peak performance. And so, and, and we may have talked about this, right? I can't remember if we, we did or not, but just the importance of uh, knowing what some of those rhythms of stress and rest are um, on large scale, even, you know, taking this amount of vacation per year, but definitely down to the biblical sense of making sure that you really prioritize that Sabbath and family time. And it's easy to um, say, oh, well, you know, God just needs me to work so hard and to do all the stuff for the church plan. So I'm going to, and, and people will praise you for it because you're, you're yeah. praised for working harder for the church and you're sacrificing. Um, but we actually accomplish less. So if you really do understand that you will see this happen, you accomplish less if, less if you don't uh, take that proper rest. So it's a, it's, it's not only just a, biblical obedience thing it is it's pragmatic too uh to be able to do that and then learning some of those different different boundaries um are just really important uh for time management um or some of the boundaries i don't know if you had any specific boundaries that kind of helped you a, a, a couple things i mean it was literally writing the schedule down in the calendar all the time um and i always put family priorities first so when our family vacations birthdays different things like that that i just knew were non-negotiable and so I didn't schedule things during those time periods. Um, Friday was always my Sabbath. And uh, the reason why I chose Friday was I know a lot of pastors take Monday off um, because you're shot and you're exhausted. I didn't want to lose my day off when I was tired. And so I was like, there are certain things that I can do even when I'm tired. And so those were the things I did on Mondays. Um, and so Friday, I actually had pretty good energy on that mm -hmm. day off. And so that was a day off. Um, little things like 4.30 in the afternoon was exercise, period. Like I I, I made sure that I always got my exercise time in between 4 and 4.30. Um, I go out and ride my bike and do different things like that. And that helped 
keep me healthy. It helped me get through emotions I needed to deal with before I walked in the house. Um, and then it was little things like, I, and I had learned this a hard way. Um, my wife confronted me on the fact that I was walking in the house every evening on the phone and my kids would run up to me and want to give me a hug. And I, I was distracted from them. And she said, do you realize, you know, what's going on? I said, I am so sorry. I never even realized that. And so I learned, I, I got into the habit of, um, if I was on the phone in a conversation and the conversation wasn't over when I got in the driveway, I didn't get out of the vehicle. Um, until the conversation was over. And when that conversation was over, I walked in the house, gave my wife a kiss, hugged the kids, and I put my phone in a drawer. Um, so that way it wasn't this constant distraction for me. That's good. Um, I take took Mondays off. Mondays are the proper day for all you listeners out there. That's the Holy Sabbath day, Monday. <laughs> no, I, I, most pastors, it's either Friday or Monday and uh, alternating reasons. Um, I think uh, for me as well, too, is that um, I chose to um, not have night meetings or night appointments other than the ones that were scheduled in advance on the calendar, which were, um, you know, uh, uh, they weren't very often. Uh, so it'd be like, okay, well, this is the only time that we can get together as the overseers or elders of the church or a certain uh, meeting. And so it was just expected that I would be home and that I would be home for dinner. And if there were uh, special circumstances, I would always clear that That's good. with, uh, with, uh, Emily first uh, to be able to do that. And, and honestly, that was a help to me. So I would never be like, well, I, I want to meet, but my family needs me home. It was just so nice to be able to say, no, this is, this is the way that I just um, operate and, and run things. Yeah. Similarly, I, I got to the point where I only did one breakfast meeting a week. Um, there was only one day of the week that I would do a meeting before 830. Um, and, and there was two reasons for that. One, I wanted to connect with my kids before they went off to school. Um, the, the second reason was, um, my brain is the sharpest in the morning. Um, I'm just a morning person. And so I didn't want to get into those periods when I was sharp, where I wanted, I needed to problem solve. I want to spend time with the Lord when my brain was the freshest. Um, and so in order to, to keep that, I had to discipline myself to say only one morning meeting a week, and that was it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, any other tips or tricks that you've heard um, of people uh, in general as far as uh, time management? Um, pay attention to your calendar. Calendar the things that are the most prioritized, you know, the, the highest priority early on. Um, put your every year, a year in advance, put your vacation times down on the calendar. Um, I would encourage you, you know, after year one, cause one, the first year you just got to be there. Mm -hmm. You got to be on the, at the helm, you know, preaching, preaching, preaching and stuff like that. Um, but after year one, make sure you at least take a two week vacation every year. So that way you get two Sundays off in a row. Um, I think that really re keeps you fresh, um, and gives you enough downtime to, to, to truly relax. Um, I would encourage you to do a study break once a year um, where you take a week away and you just kind of focus in on the year, the church, um, your preaching schedule, those type of things, and and just plan, maximize that time. Now, it's not a, um, I'm just going to sit at the beach. Like, it, it, it's work, um, but you're in a different environment, so your brain thinks a little differently because of that. And and uh, you don't answer a bunch of phone calls, don't answer a bunch of email. It's time between you and the Lord and to really help you gain focus and clarity on what God is doing in the life of your church. Um, the, the other thing I would encourage you, and I, this is a habit I have to watch. Um, 
and I think it's actually fairly prevalent in a lot of church planners is you got to be careful how much you do on adrenaline. Um, adrenaline is something that, that if you take it continuously, you actually run out and uh, you can get what's called adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you've got to be careful of constantly running your life on adrenaline. Um, it's part of our wiring being a entrepreneur that you, you just, I can keep going. I keep going. I keep going. And then you're drinking more and more and more caffeine. Um, those things take a toll on your body and, uh, it will catch up. And so get into healthy rhythms as quickly as you possibly can so that you're paying attention to how much adrenaline am I actually using on a daily basis? A great book to read to help you in that is Leaving on Empty by Wayne Cordero. Um, that book really impacted me because I realized I've got a lot of the same tendencies and I don't want to get to the place that he was. He's very open, very honest in that book. Um, another book that's helpful is Bruce Miller's book, um, Your Church in Rhythm, and uh, just talks about how to manage the tension in your time well with all the demands that you have in your personal life and your ministry life, and, and a very, very helpful book. Cool. How about for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, the ones I said uh, before, I've, um, I'm kind of naturally kind of a scattered person and um, have maybe even prided myself earlier on as being like a multitasker and realizing really the fallacy of, <laughs> of multitasking. And so I, I think of learning to, to batch different things. And again, I know we've said the word rhythm and maybe it's kind of a, a, a buzzword, but it is true. Uh, that you, if you can start to to know, okay, well, these are the days I'm going to dedicate towards preaching. These are the days I'm going to batch my uh, appointments of meeting with people. It helped to kind of keep my mind in one thing instead of just the tyranny of the urgent and constantly, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, answering every email, phone call, request, putting out every little fire, and uh, choosing some of those things that you just have to let go. And this this is what's on the plate today. And of course, you build in some margin for some of that unexpected stuff, but, uh, that's, that's how I, yeah, I, I think great perspective there. And the, I, I love the, your perspective on the, the tyranny of the urgent, because I think that's an easy thing trap that pastors can fall into. And I, I just want to encourage our pastors out there that you, you need to remind yourself just because it's an emergency in somebody else's life doesn't necessarily mean it's your emergency. And um, don't don't neglect the things that are most important, your own personal walk with the Lord, um, your time with your spouse and the time with your kids. Um, don't neglect those things. Um, you don't want to pay that price. Yeah. So thanks again so much for being with us. This is Unfiltered and uh, hope you enjoyed the real and raw conversations about time management. Again, till next time, keep it real. <laughs> <laughs>